Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Hello, Jamie. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you, Iris? Good. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. And this is another one of our Girl We Have a Question episodes. Yay. Oh, Jamie, you don't sound excited. <laughs> Um, no, I'm very excited. Uh, I'll, I'll explain why I responded that way off the podcast, but I'm very excited for a question. Awesome. Sounds good. Okay. So these are quick episodes, so I don't want to dawdle. Jamie, do you want to read this question or should I? Uh, you know, if you have it handy, otherwise I can look for it in your text that you sent me. I have it here. Okay, great. So this one is how to, to deal with friends who never start a conversation first. Sadly, I'm actually talking about people I consider close friends, some of whom I've known for a couple of years who I go to uni with. When I see them at uni, it's all cool and dandy, but literally after that, I hear nothing from them. No one bothers with a conversation via text or to ask me to go out for something. I try to be the bigger person and to text first and to invite out, but I also got frustrated at them not bothering to start anything first or to check up on me or even ask how I'm doing when I start the conversation. I really think, I really think I gave it my best shot to be a caring friend, but their attitudes make me repelled from talking to them, and I feel very lonely. Granted, if I'm op- if I open up about that uh, about that, they'll either say "ha ha, I was busy" or "sorry, never meant that," um, and then you know go back to the way things used to be. So anyway, I guess the question is, what? Should- mm-hmm. So I like totally relate to this question, not only in friendships, but in dating. And this is something common I hear from lots of other people that do online dating um, that like the person, the other person isn't asking questions or doesn't reach out. And they're kind of feeling like they have to do more of that initiative work. So like, I definitely Mm -hmm. relate to this in so many ways. And I feel like it's, it's pretty relatable. I think I could say that everybody has someone like this, at least one person like this, where they feel like, I don't get it. This person's never reaching out to me. They're never initiating. And what's that about? It seems like when we get together, when we do talk, it's great. So I don't understand. Um, And it's hard. It's, It's hard because like you don't want to necessarily deny that you might have a great relationship otherwise or that maybe there are parts of the relationship that are great. Um, But to me, what I've found in my life is that these people are not serving me in the way that I need in my life that I really need really. And I think honestly, because I've had so many relationships like this in my past where Mm -hmm. I just felt like, well, this is the only way I can have friends or the only way I can be in a relationship. So I just have to do all the work. And I got really burnt out and I got really resentful and really angry. And so now I just can't do that because I have. I I think I did it too much when I was younger. 
Right. Um, and so now, you know, it's not, and so the best thing I can do in order not to get angry and resentful, because then what would happen is once I got angry and resentful, then I would be much less healthy about how I handled it. And usually what I would do is just cut them off and they would have no idea what, or I would get really upset with them and they would not understand. So I, I just feel like more boundaries are needed earlier on for me so that I don't do that. So basically now I try and, and kind of make it feel like it's equal. And if they're not reaching out to me, I'm not reaching out to them. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. So I've definitely like lost friends that way. Um, and lost dating, you know, intimate relationships that way, or talking to people, uh, you know, on dating apps or whatever, um, more often I would say than, you know, in already being in the relationship and what it allows me to do is free up space and energy to put into people who are willing to to put in the work. Right. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I definitely am a person who this happens all the time at, well, like in my relationships with friends. So Mm -hmm. I just think that people are not great about reaching out. And honestly, like, I really don't understand. I don't get it because it's, I'm, I think for me, like, obviously I'm not like a person where I'm like, I'm constantly always thinking about reaching out to my friends. I mean, I'm not, but you know, I definitely think I always want to if we're friends, I, I usually text you like at least once a week mm-hmm. to say like, how are you? Or like, oh, here's a funny article or something. I don't know. Um, and I just don't feel like there's definitely a couple of people who I have not talked to and I never talk to them. But like somehow I'm like, I think that they think that we're like friends. And I'm like, okay. I mean, and here's the like, thing. Dis- <laughs> I, I like don't dislike these people at all. Like mm-hmm. I think that they're great. But like I just am like not going to be the person to reach out to them like you said. And I guess then it is what it is. But right, yeah, right. I think this is like a super common issue. I can't speak for men. I don't really know. But I know in like female friendships, like girls can go like months without ever texting or talking to you at all. But then text you and just be like, oh, hey, like, let's hang out. And then, oh, that's my other favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, let's hang out. Let's get a drink or something. And you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Let me know when you're available, which is like my new thing. Because I used to be the one who was like, okay, great. Let's pull out our calendars and like plan a day that we're all available. And don't get me wrong. Occasionally I will do that. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I want to drive the ship of doing this. Cause usually it's like something I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm like, okay, cool. But like, if you reach out to me and you're like, we should get together. I'm like, okay, yeah, we should. You just let me know when you're free. <laughs> and then I never hear from them. Right. Um, yes. I've had that every time we talk, too. it's like, we should get together. And it's like, okay, great. Let me know when you're free. And then we never do. So I'm just kind of like, right. You may. Well, yeah. Why? Yes. I totally agree. When someone, when you feel like you put in more of the work of, then I do think it is stepping back. Um, I've had situations like that. And I just like, see if they're willing to put in more of the work for a while, I think, Mm because it's just like, I get tired. And so, and, and I think the reality is, is that you want it to be 50, 50, but sometimes you're going to put in more. And then hopefully, you know, sometimes your friend is, or the person in the relationship is going to put in a little bit more, like sometimes it isn't completely equal all the time. Right. Right. Of course not. Um, It can't, I think most of the time it's not going to ever be equal. There's going to be time where like, you have bandwidth and the other person doesn't. That's true. But... Yeah. Depending on what's happening in the relationship. And, yeah. and then I think there are relationships where you can go years. I have this really great friend 
um, who we met when we were like 20 and like, I went like years without talking to her. And then she reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm in town. And we like, she stayed at my place. Like we had the best time. And we talk a little, we talk more frequently now, I think since reconnecting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we had like another kind of mutual friend that she stayed more in touch with than I did. But like her and I kind of like, we all three of us talked like when, when coronavirus had started, like with a month maybe in and then like mm-hmm. I'll talk I'll communicate with her a little bit more on like social media that is something too like there's been people now that I'm on social media a bit more that I have that like I wouldn't really have talked to off of social media or I only know them from social media other than meeting them once or something so it's in, it's interesting I think you have all different kinds of relationships um, but I wouldn't say with that friendship that I felt like I was putting in more of the work, like neither one of us were talking. And then we both kind of um, started talking again. And now there is another person who I, I wouldn't consider a friend anymore because I was like putting in more of the work for years and I'm still kind of hurt about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, you know, we were really good friends. Then she moved, um, she moved away and also went into the Peace Corps like pretty soon after that. So she kind of knew when she was moving um, that she was going to be in the Peace Corps. And I was the only one to visit her Peace Corps site. Not her mom didn't come to her Peace Corps site. Her She had other friends come visit her. No one wanted to go to her site. And she mentioned that to me, like, you're the only one who wanted to see this. And, and we had a great time. And then I think I saw her like once or twice after she came back from the Peace Corps. And I was so excited because she was living in Colorado where I'd always wanted to have someone living so I could go visit Colorado. Not that that was like why I wanted to see her, but I was also excited about that. And like I visited her there and I even like stayed with her mom. Like I know her mom, her mom and I are friends on Facebook. Her mom actually was a substitute teacher when I was a kid. Like we went to school together um, with this friend. And like, then she just dropped off the face of the earth. Like I would text her, call her. Sometimes she would be like, Hey, um, she would text and say, Hey, I got it. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to like, um, respond. I'll get back to you. She never get back to me. Then she, the last straw was, she was in town with someone from, um, that she had met in the Peace Corps and she was showing them around the U S and she reached out on Facebook and was like, anyone who wants to get together, let me know. We're going to be in the Chicago area. So I talked to, I text her and she didn't really put in any effort. It didn't feel like, and I did text her and I was like really bummed. We couldn't make it work. And what'd she say? Nothing. She didn't say a word back. And that was the last time that I spoke to her other than she moved back to Illinois actually recently. And she, I did actually post something on her Facebook page because I was kind of curious if she would like respond, which isn't the best thing to do. I kind of felt like I baited her, which I didn't really mean to do, but I was curious. I couldn't help it. And she did say, thanks for this. We should like get together sometime and back in the area. And I basically was like, sounds good. Like, I don't even have her number anymore. I took her number out of my phone because I was just like, totally, because not... we're not friends. Exactly. So, um, and she never reached out. And so now she's been here for, I think, over a year or at least six months. And, you know, I, we, I would say even though we were really, really close friends, there were challenges. She was pretty critical of me at times. And maybe I wasn't always so understanding of her. We were very different. And I think she was the type of person who had very specific ideas about what things she wanted to do with friends. And I don't know that I always fit in. Like we went on a camping trip and I think she was kind of bummed. I wasn't a big camper. And so... 
I, you know, wanted to like brush my teeth and like change my clothes in the bathroom of where we ate instead of like using the bathroom facilities at the camping ground. And I think she just was kind of like, I don't know. So that could be it is that she felt like she didn't want to put energy, but like I put a lot of energy into that friendship and I at least was owed, I think an explanation. And I don't think, cause I, cause there have been friends that I've I've distanced myself from who I haven't given them an explanation, but that was because that they couldn't take feedback. And I had tried to Mm -hmm. already give them feedback. And I don't, I don't really feel like she gave me that opportunity and maybe she did. And I'm not, you know, you just don't remember. Well, yeah. Or maybe like the times I felt like she was being critical. Maybe she was. And I just was defensive. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what her perspective is, but it really hurt. We were really close. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know that I totally get that. I think that like the whole first season of this podcast was talking about like a friendship where like, I think we kind of ghosted each other, but you know, it kind of definitely had like a negative impact on like my friendships with other people that we were friends with. And mm-hmm. also just kind of like you, like, you know, I know what she did to irritate me. I, I definitely never said anything about it to be completely honest to her. I mean, I think I tried to. But I think, you know, as a hindsight, um, just even a couple years later, and also, like, seriously, being friends with people like you, I think if I were friends with you at the time, I would have said, like, hey, like, oh, girl is doing this shit that annoys the shit out of me. And you would have said, hey, well, here's a safe way that you could talk to her about it. But I don't think I had that, like, forethought at the point, that point. And, like, maybe that's the same thing for this person. Like, maybe there was something that happened that, like, she just didn't feel comfortable sharing um and so yeah it's such a bummer I'm sure that that could be and I'm sure that happens in a lot of relationships and and it's just it's hard and I and I feel like even almost bad because I talking about it because I'm thinking like well what if she listens to this and maybe that's helpful hopefully she does because you haven't said anything bad it's it's basically like I did I feel like I I feel guilty for talking about like parts of her that are challenging. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, in the end, I think I would be maybe open to some repair. Yeah. Um, and, for I, sure. and I have thought about like when she said, yeah, we should hang out. I thought about that. I thought about if she reaches out to me, I'm going to have to say, like, I have to be honest. I, I yes. was hurt. I was hurt by like the distance we had and I didn't really understand it. Yeah, and I think that you should. And I don't think a lot of people feel comfortable yeah. and like, having those conversations. Yeah, and honestly, my best guess, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that anything specific happened, although it could have. But I think what's more likely is that, again, because she was looking for specific things that maybe I just uh-huh. didn't have in a friendship and she could find that in other people, that she just put her energy there. Because she definitely was a person who had a good amount of friends. So. Right. My thought is, is that I just, you know, didn't make that cut for whatever reason for her. And honestly, that's fine because I don't want to, I don't want someone to put energy into me that doesn't, that they don't feel like Value I made the you. cut. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. and I try not to take that personal because, you know, then I can put my energy somewhere else too. But it just, it just it's was. Still hurtful. Yeah. I think the, how close we were and then to have such a break, it was it, yeah, to have it go from being so close to not being so close um, was hard, even though I think in the interim, there were ways that she was trying to challenge me about things that I, ways that I was living my life, 
um, that maybe that, cause she, she had talked about, she had kind of distanced herself from other people where, you know, she didn't, she didn't, it didn't really mesh with the way that she was living her life. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I could go all day thinking about all the possibilities. I'm not sure totally. how helpful that was, but I think the yeah. only thing that made it possible for me to even think about repair was I had to stop reaching out because it was hurting. Yes. It was hurting me to keep reaching out and having her not respond. It was obvious that she just wasn't in a place that she could put energy into this. And so the only way that it's felt better, somewhat better is letting it go, which really totally. sucked. I mean, it was, I really had to grieve the loss of that relationship. Friendship. Totally. Well, I feel like that's something that like, you and I probably have a lot in common. And I think that it's interesting that like we both seem to have very similar patterns with friendship, but I think the way that we have present, like the way that we've presented is really different. And I think that I talked about this and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Did that sound? Okay. No, no. I think that you are very open about being like, Hey, this person really hurt my feeling. I tried to reach out and I'm more of like a just burn it down type of person. Um, <laughs> I used to be that way for sure. Well, but I think that's the reason probably why like we both think there's like value in us being friends because we can like learn. I think like maybe yeah. for you, you're like, I need to cut some things off. And for me, I'm like, maybe I should try to be a little <laughs> bit more flexible. Um, yeah. It's so. always a balance that you're trying to find. And you know, yeah. we have this ability to like overcorrect. I would mm-hmm. say like, I was talking to a client about this. Actually, I was thinking about, um, Six Flags and you, you've been, you were at Six Flags as a kid, right? Cause I grew up like yes, right you know, around there. there. Oh, yeah. okay. I grew up there. And so I kind of hate it. I kind of have a love hate relationship with it. Cause I have all these like great memories and all these horrible memories. And I actually hated, um, roller coasters, but I felt I forced myself because it was like the only way you had friends because being right, like right. 15 minutes away, everybody had a pass. That's what everybody's doing. Right, right. Right. And you hoped you could have a boyfriend to hold hands oh, with right. and like you would see the older couples and they're putting their hands in the back pocket of the other person. And you're like, and you're like oh, eh. goals. I love it. <laughs> so cute. Um, and I did get that as an adult. So that was good. Um, but never, I don't think I did have that when I was a kid. I'm trying to think if, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, there's this ride there as a kid and, um, it doesn't exist anymore. I believe they tore it down, but it was probably tellish. Well, yeah, I mean, it was getting old and I, I don't know. I think there are things that are probably kids like better. Um, but it was a driving, it was one where you would like drive around in a circle. And as a kid, it was really exciting because you could drive, uh, being like eight. I think you had to be maybe like a certain height. You know what ride I'm talking about? Oh, so this is like bumper cars. Is that what we're talking about? Like you go in the racetrack and like you kind of ride around? Yes, but not bumper cars because there was another ride that was bumper cars where you did get to bump into each other. But this ride was more about you being in a car and you rode around this track and you could drive. That was the big thing as a kid is you could get behind the steering wheel and drive. Now, the thing is, is that because it was on a track, the we like the undercarriage of the car would stop you from going too far to the left or the right. So if it would correct for you if you weren't steering correctly. So it right. ended up being like really bumpy because as a kid, you don't like don't know how to steer. And it was also right. like the steering wheel, they designed it to make it difficult for you to turn also because they don't want you to turn too quickly and destroy it and whatever. So sure. it ends up being like a really jerky experience. Like you're kind of like turning this way and turning that way. And it's very, it's very the opposite of smooth. 
And so that's what I think about, like with what we sometimes do in our lives where we overcorrect, mm-hmm. we're over here at one place and then we just go to the other opposite. And it's a very like jerky. And so thinking about how do we make it more smooth? You know, totally. how do we be more in balance? Yeah. And also like a funny thought that I thought about too, while you were even just saying that is like, mm-hmm. um, we recorded like, so this episode will come out like two weeks after the episode where we were talking about getting back together with your ex. And I'm thinking about our conversation now and like how, like, we're both like, well, maybe we would be open to like talking to these people again. And now I'm thinking to myself, Jamie, through this conversation, I've changed my mind. Actually, no, (laughs) I I think I'm going to take your advice from the first one or like not really your advice, but your thought process. Like maybe we're not friends for a reason. Like I don't like the way that you fucking treated me. And even though like, no, we don't need to live together. No, we're not going to be like romantically inclined, but like your heart, just the way that you're saying it and just the way that I know that I've felt in other friendships before, it's fucking hurtful. It's hurtful to have people do shitty things when you consider them to be a a good friend. Like Mm -hmm. in the question of this person, you doing so much, reaching out, showing that you care. It makes you feel like the last kid picked for the fucking dodgeball game. And it's like over and over again as an adult, here we are feeling like we're in fucking third grade and the chubby kid on the bench waiting to be picked because of these friendships. So like, actually my, my answer to you is to fuck it, fuck them, find new friends. Like it's not fair. And yeah. You shouldn't yeah. Have to no, I this. think that's my answer too. Cause I was saying yeah, like, like I think you should just, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I would start with just not reaching out and seeing what happens. And if they really aren't going to reach out, then yeah, then that kind of t- gives you your answer there. Because I think that when we have distance, it's not only up to us to explain it. It can be mm-hmm. the other person being like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And you should also work to like try to find new friends, like people who are yes, more yes. like Again, you. you'll have more energy for people mm-hmm. that feel like they serve you. I think that's what I yes. said like towards the beginning. Yes. And and, I and think, that's really what I think mm-hmm. is important. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like that's kind of like we also had an episode about like finding new friends and like looking for your tribe I feel like yeah like I do have a lot of friends but I don't ever feel like I have a great group of friends who are equally motivated to like plan things and hang out and like be like a real tribe of people so like for this person I would say like it sounds like these are good people but like they're probably not your people and so maybe you just need to go and start looking for your people and it can be a bumpy ride, like Jamie said. Yeah, and, and but, right, right, exactly. There's gonna, it is gonna feel like that, and it's just trying to move towards like a smoother experience. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, as we got older and we stopped going on that ride at Six Flags, and we started to drive real cars where we got the feel of the wheel and and how to turn and how to stay straight. Um, I mean, another example would be if your car's out of alignment, right, and you're trying to like put it back into alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of working against the own system of the, <laughs> of the car. Yeah. So it is, it is, I think, you know, it's a, I think it's a lifelong journey of figuring out what works and you can always change your mind. And maybe you want to maintain these friends while you're finding other friends. You want to slowly put less energy. I think that's okay mm-hmm. too, because I do think having some connections is important. Um, but I think, that it's kind of like dating. Like if you um, are, are, you know, if you're more intentional, it may take more time, but you may end up with better results, right? Yes. And I know one of the things that like, I don't know if this is like a part, like, have you ever talked about this? Maybe you have, and maybe you have not, but do you ever have conversations with people 
like mutual, like just a conversation with Mm -hmm. someone and and been like, this person is going to be someone who I consider to be an associate. Have you ever thought of that? Oh yeah. Like an acquaintance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Maybe these are acquaintances. Yes. Yes. And like, they just might not be your friends, which I know for me, like my mother will be the first person to tell you. I had a really hard, I, I don't remember. I recorded a podcast about this and I can't remember if I actually released it or not because it was like, so painful to even like record oh, but like sorry yeah Iris. it was like oh thank you no mm. no it's, it was like painful but like good for me like mm, I just think that I'm like so fr- I'm really innately very like much a friendly person and I think I put a lot of myself out there and it just was a real lesson for me at an early age that sometimes you just can't do that with everyone yes um, yes and so like yes hopefully it's true. This like, person figures that out. And that's too. part of the, I think that's part of the balance and the correction too, is that when we are more, because I used to be like that when I was younger too, Iris, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to always put myself out. It was like, I think the idea was if I cast a really wide net, I'll get yeah. something, but, but the problem and just being is, super is friendly and like something always, isn't necessarily yeah. what you actually need, you know, and yep. being able to like and love yourself and be with yourself regardless of who's around you, you know, is, is partially when we are making decisions that are the healthiest for us too. Totally. I think the episode that I'm talking about is called who am I? And it was the last episode I recorded like right before you and I started recording together mm. and that's basically what it's about. Like I just had a very tough time when I was like in very early middle, like elementary school, just like having friends. And so I tried really hard and I, and I do talk about that. Yeah. I did that for longer than middle school. I did that like basically my entire childhood. It hurt me so much though that I, that I did stop. Like every, like we were talking about in the friendship one, like what is your limit? I think that I reached my limit and and also what happened, I think, and I talk about this in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I'm special. What happened is I moved and I ah, felt like when, when okay. I moved, I felt like I could be somebody else. Um, and I, and I did become somebody else and who I became was kind of a bitch. And so it's kind of like back over to what you were talking about, mm, about like the overly yes, corrective. Yes, um, yes. So yeah, I became kind of a bitch. And I think that like now, even all the way into my thirties, I'm really struggling to find like being my, like being my natural self which is very nice. Like, I think I'm generally a welcoming and nice person, but when you get burned by people so much, it like makes you put up a defense mechanism. So I think people struggle with this and that's what that podcast is about. And that's what this person's question reminds me of. Like, so just no person with this question, you are not alone. As mm-hmm. you can tell, just mm-hmm. Jamie and I talking, yes. it's common. It's a human experience. And that's yes. some of what can make it feel less personal. I mean, that's again with this friend that I talked about, I, even though it does feel personal that I somehow didn't make the cut, it it happens to all of us in some relationships. And there, and we also have people in our lives that we decide don't make the cut. We say this person's going to be an acquaintance, you know? So Mm -hmm. it isn't actually personal. It's really just like a human experience that's really designed for us to be, to find the people that are our tribe, find the people that are the best fit. And I will say too, like as a, like a little middle ground, I do think everybody struggles with this too. And I, but I I also do think some people are shitty. Like, I do think that there's like a certain particular person out there where 
they do experience this, but it's people cut them out because they're the fucking Regina Georges of life. Um, <laughs> and so, like, maybe you are friends with all the Regina Georges because I did see, like, their response being like, oh, I was busy or, like, whatever. Like, I fucking hate that. Like, that's annoying to me. So, like, Yeah, that because there's been... no accountability for, like, right. how this affected this person. And it kind of makes you feel like, so what am I not busy? Like, do I yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it kind of like marginalizing the one how this person wrong. feels. You're yes. the one that's wrong for feeling like something's going on. Like, it's very invalidating. It makes you feel like, yeah. oh, I must be the crazy person that everybody yeah, I'm else needy. is. I'm needy. I want too much attention. Right, like, and right. Which I hate is that. not true. Like, we naturally want, want to attach and have relationships. Right. So anyway person I we both like totally felt this question yeah it's so relevant I think people listening will feel the same it sucks people can suck but you're gonna you'll find good people you're in university I really think when like it's a part of finding yourself but Mm -hmm. also like start and I think the more you go through life you'll figure out yes yes and, and I you'll be able to meet more I people. I didn't find the people at university, but I did eventually find some people. So nice. It might not happen at university, but it will. I think it, if if you are intentional and you do, you know, come from a place of what do you want and really feeling that you're worth it. I mean, I think that's the other thing is sometimes self worth can be an issue, which we're kind of speaking to both of mm-hmm. us, Iris. I think in talking about like being more desperate. Which yes. is also like very unattractive. I realize now as an adult that I was really like unattractive as a kid. Um, not like physically. You so bad. Yes, because friends. I was so mu- I was so much for people. I was. I think that was the experience. It seemed it. It seems like. I mean, I can't. Obviously, I don't know. But like, I I talked a lot. I had a really high voice. I think I was just kind of always there, and it was too much. Mm-hmm. And I think so. We have this little. This will be the last thing. This is supposed to be a quick episode, but it is like it's a, thirty minutes. It's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. So there's this girl. There's this girl who's in that group that we talk that we have that that beeline group. Yeah. And I think I think about her when I think about this. Yeah. Thinking that she's, exactly. She, and that's why I try to be like. I personally don't think I'm in the space to be friends with her, but I I just get where she's coming from. Yes, absolutely. Um, We've like, all been like, there. I get it. We've all been I get it. feeling like a little desperate, honestly. And that's for us to work through and not put that on other people. Yeah. And that's not, she hasn't arrived there yet, but we're going (laughs) to hope that she does get to the place where she sees that, but that's not where she is today. Yeah. Um, But we're going to hope for her that she gets there because she's a lot, (laughs) but yes. Anyway, it was really great talking to you today. And thank everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe and review. (laughs) Five stars only. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.